Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's episode, you're going to learn how to make it big in Hollywood. That's right. You're going to learn how you can become an actor or model in Hollywood and learn from David Laporte. He's done it himself. He, back in the day, he actually was on set. He was an actor for General Hospital and some other big movies, and also he was a model too, so he's lived it. And now he's a famous photographer that takes photos of all kinds of celebrities, including Jackie Chan, Steven Seagal, Sean William Scott. If you don't know who that is, it's Stifler from American Pie. That's how I know it. And many other big names, even Cindy Crawford. So he knows everybody in the industry. He's helped actors before. He's gave them feedback. And also he helps take you to the next level with his pictures. So in today, you're going to learn how to make it big in Hollywood, what makes the top actors stand apart from the rest, and what makes a photo, it really, it's everything. Your photo is what can really change your life. And I found out for myself, actually, I had pictures taken by David here a week ago, and they'll be on the notes there for you to check out. But it is amazing what he does. His work is phenomenal. Before we get started, I just want to let you know about my book, Keys to the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. You can find it on Amazon. It's there now for pre-order. Check it out. It's, it's a great book. Not only do you learn about crowdfunding, but you can also hear my story of where I got started in crowdfunding, hear my story of my own crowdfunding project, the new innovative Arctic Stick, and you'll get more than just crowdfunding out of it. You'll hear about life and how to succeed with getting the money you need with taking your product to the next level or your business. So check that out on Amazon. It's called Keys to the Crowd, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. So let's get started today's show and learn from David Laporte on how to make it big in Hollywood. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and I am sitting here in, what are we, in Hollywood? Is it Santa Monica? West LA. West LA. And I got David Laporte here. And this guy, he is a stud. He's been an actor. He's been a model. He's a photographer. He's took over 70,000 photos. For some big names, and the one that sticks out to me is Sean William Scott. If you don't know who Sean William Scott is, he's Stifler, American Pie, and every other movie there is. But he knows everybody in the industry. So David is going to tell his story today of where he got started and where it led him to where he is today. There's a lot of great stuff in here, especially if you're an actor, a model, you want to make it big in Hollywood, this guy knows his stuff. So David, let's get started. Tell me. Where you got started, you graduated from college and you went straight to San Francisco. Right. 
Lead I, it from there. Um, I graduated from Colgate University in upstate New York with a biology degree. I don't want to be a doctor. Yeah. Nothing further from the truth. I moved <laughs> to San Francisco. I got a job working at the Hotel St. Francis. I was what, working there. And I, the I was, it was a hotel management. Oh, okay. It was a great gig. And somebody just right out of college. But during the day, I started modeling with the Gourmet Agency. So I was doing modeling shows, doing magazine work during the day, and then I was working at this high class, really nice hotel at night. So it was like for 22 years old, it was like pretty interesting That's pretty experience. Good. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So what kind of, when you were modeling, uh, what were, I know this is what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, how, how long ago was it? Uh, 30 plus years ago. So what companies did you work for in your modeling? Um, well, Macy's was my big account. I really? Did mostly, yeah, I did mostly Macy's stuff. I did their shows. I did a lot of their magazine stuff. Wilkes Bashford, which is a big, big high-end store in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff that would come up, different magazine stuff that would work. And a lot of the fashion shows. I was big in fashion shows doing stuff like that. So I've never done a fashion show. I've done, I don't know how many modeling gigs and some acting, nothing on your, like what you've done. Mm -hmm. But what got you into modeling? What, what made you decide, hey, I want to do some modeling? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Brent. It's so funny because what sticks to mind is this woman named Monique. And I don't know why I thought there's an older woman named Monique. When I first came out to California, and she said, you should be doing modeling. You should just do it. And I, I guess it just started. The, the I thought came into my mind at that point. We took some test shots, sent it to the agencies, and I was off and running. But I, it wasn't like something I wanted to be a doctor. I mean, it's just so <laughs> yeah. bizarre. So then I got in. I always wanted to get in with Gourmet because he was the top men agency in the city. If you were with Gourmet, you were with everybody. So finally, I got into that agency. And once that happened it was like my career just took off after that wow that's so it awesome cool. it and it, in san francisco i like i was telling you before i was just there last night and for the four hours i was there <laughs> in fisherman's wharf it was quite the view i mean it's a unique city it's a very european it's an amazing city and it reminds me like of a boston seattle in size wise but it has it's a very european and then it's just very different with the hills. It's oh, very clean. Hills, yes. And it just has a very European feel, which I really loved about it. But it's just, it's out there. The city's just out there. But that's what gives it its flavor. It's kind of fun. So you were there for two years? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you, you were there for two years. You were working at a hotel. And during the day, you're doing modeling jobs. Yes. You were full out entrepreneur, motivated to conquer the world. That's and it. And then... You had the opportunity to go overseas. Yes. A couple of my friend, modeling friends, they had got contracts in Paris, and they said, after a while, David, come on out to, Cal come on out to Europe. I mean, it's a great opportunity. And I've always, in the back of my mind, said, how cool would that be oh, to go out and live in Europe, right? And here I was. I had this great job moving up in this company, and I had this great modeling career. And I said, why not? I sold my car. I had a great car. I had this amazing apartment in the marina. Everything was going... I just dropped it because I've always believed you have to follow your dreams. You just, if you, you have an it. opportunity, you do it. And it doesn't matter what you have, it's what you want. And I never regretted a moment of it. So off I went. I sold everything, moved everything, and I was off in Paris the next week, whatever. It's funny how your gut feeling, and I always say you got to go with your gut feeling. If it's what your heart says to do, you just got to go after Always did that my whole life. Back. I always did that my whole life. And I tell you, and I tell it to all of my clients, all 70,000 of them, you always follow your heart. 
That's the only guide that you have in life. It does not matter what anybody is telling you. I don't care if it's your parents, if it's your loved one, whatever. Your heart is your guide. And if you neglect that, you will never, ever be happy. That's... Because you can have the most success in the world, the most money in the world. The biggest, if you do not have that, you will never, ever be happy. I can tell you that. I've lived it and I still continue to live it. And I share that with all of my clients. Anybody that wants, you have to follow your heart. You, you Period. Could, you could be a great co-host for my show because you basically, in your form, say what I say for every show. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you don't follow your heart, money, you can be a billionaire and if you don't love what you do, you're not going to be happy. You'll never be happy if you don't. You have, you know, we, it's a roadmap that's out for us. All we have to do is listen. And then the problem is our ego gets in the way. It's like we need this now or we should have this or I'm 30 or I'm 40 or I'm 50. Society says I should have. That is the biggest crock ever. That's to keep the economy going. The most important thing is what's your timeline? What's your schedule? What do you, you, if you're doing what you love to do, you're successful. I tell people. And you I don't work care. a day in your life. You're not working a day and you're successful. Just being an actor not working, you're successful because you are succeeding at least being brave enough, the courage to follow your heart. That's so true. So so when you were overseas and you, you were in some place like Paris, Madrid, I mean, you were in beautiful places. Yes. What did you learn over there being in a different country doing modeling? What are some things that stood out to you, come to your head? That the world is a big place and not everything <laughs> yes. is geared according to what we're told here that people live differently. And I learned to just live and just be. I was fortunate. I was working out there as a model to support myself. But every weekend I would be on a train. I'd be going to another like in Madrid, I'd go to Segovia one weekend, Avila the next, Toledo the next. And in Europe, they have this great extensive train system. I would go as many places I could to experience as much as I could. And I did a lot of it on my own because I thought, why not? I mean, and yeah. it was so enriching to be able to see that, to see how the people live. And I think that's the best thing to do is not to worry about you have to wait for other people to do it. Do it on your, do it by yourself. Yeah. Just go and really have fun. Man, you're a lot like me because I mean, yeah. I, but I've, I've traveled. I've been to Berlin, but like I travel around this country. People are like, Brandon, you're crazy. You go to these cities, you drive. I believe when you go to different cities, you see how people live. You learn something for every community, and you realize that this world is big. There's a lot out there. Yeah. So don't you stay stuck in your state your small area you gotta go out and see the world obviously you master that you do and you you go until you reach a point if you reach a point in your life and it's just like I'm completely content where I am I don't need to do that anymore but that's not because it's because I don't feel I need to do it anymore I don't have to do it and if I travel I'll do it at my time but it's not like when I was younger I really want to see the world and again we're all different and it's whenever you feel that that's when you that's when you feel like okay my life changes at that point which it did for me exactly so you did a lot of modeling over there what would you say to anybody listening if they want to be a model what does it take to be a good model or to stand out to be the best in the industry well I've been fortunate to work with the top models in the world so I can tell you the one thing that they have that other models don't is openness and a surrender I work with so many people that want to be models. They just come to Hollywood, they want it so bad. And the fact of the matter is, if you're stiff, if you're not open, if you're not willing to surrender, 
especially modeling. Modeling is all about sex, okay? It's all about selling the sex appeal and it's all about through clothing, through everything, all these big companies. If you can't surrender and give yourself to that camera, then what happens is it becomes staid and it's not interesting. We're not drawn into you. It's a magnetic pull. The great models, like I, I worked with Cindy Crawford. She has this amazing quality just to sort of pull you in and she just loves it. As a matter of fact, we we're gonna take her pictures and even she knew in the lighting, even before she says, David, I wanna shoot right over here. I like this lighting better. And it was great lighting. It's wow. all worked out perfectly. So she knows, obviously Cindy Crawford knows her lighting, but I've worked with other top models that just have this amazing ability. It, isn't it also too, I mean, from what I've learned, I mean, I'm no big model by any means. Sure you are, bro. You are. <laughs> I've done a lot of pictures. <laughs> and, but the thing is, what I've learned is you got to be almost kind of uh, cartoony or you got to be fun, interactive. You can't. You can't be too serious. I mean, you gotta just like you said, you gotta be yourself. Yeah. And sometimes the best photos, well, for my case anyway, mm. better when I'm acting like a goofball. Well, whenever you get in your head and you try too hard, it's it always oh, backfires on you. If you try to be sexy, like I'm saying, or if you try to be anything, look. no. The more you are yourself, that natural quality is an energy that just opens up, and I, I see it immediately. And you know what? I have I have an ability. Fortunately, when I meet somebody, I can see where they're blocked and I know where I need to get to because it's all energy that has that information. So it's that's where I go to when I work with somebody because everybody is sort of blocked somewhere. And if I can open that up, what happens is that energy really pops off the page. And that's the thing that we're always looking for in a great photo. Look at a magazine. What is it in a magazine that you're drawn towards other than if a woman's scantily clad? I mean, we're drawn <laughs> yeah. to that. But we're drawn towards that energy they're giving off. Just look at the energy that they're giving off. You'll see that it's more than just the obvious. There's something it's subtly so underlying that's there that we're like, we want a part of that. We want a piece of that. We want to know what is that mystery. That's what I go for because that's what's interesting. Now... Before we get into photography, because you're going to give us some great tips. On I am. I'm going to give you the oh, best tips in the world. You took this photos of me the other day, and wow, I am Go so nowhere picky. else. And even my <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, she is very picky. And she sent me over a dozen. She's like, can we get these touched up? Like, I, I didn't know what to say. Because it's hard to get one good picture that she likes. And they're all good in my mind, but for her, it's, it's different. So before we get into that... I want to hear, so you had the opportunity, you were overseas, and somebody saw you, and they said, hey, David, you could be a great actor. Yes. So, they gave you, they paid your way to come actually get a scholarship here. Yes. Tell me about that. I was actually waiting on the tables, and there were a number of, about six or seven people. It was a Saturday afternoon, I remember it very clearly, and I was talking to some people, and they said... A woman, an older woman, and I'll never forget her name. Her name is Margie Kessler today. I don't, think, I don't even know if she's still alive today. Very stately, very professional. Just pull me aside and say, hey, we were talking about you. We think that you have the great personality to be an actor. Would you be interested in coming to Hollywood and be an actor? My immediate response without thinking was, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I'm living in Paris. What am I going to do? And I immediately um, said yes. And she says, no, seriously. We really think that you can do it if you if we give you this opportunity you have to come and do it and again emphatically yes I'll do it and I thought okay I'll think about it after the fact and I did but you know what I went by 
again, intuition. That woman handled herself so well. Because I had friends and people afterwards said, no, don't do it. They're going to use you as a gig gigolo. You're going to go to Hollywood. They're going to be, you know, all these older people are going to do that. And I knew, I said, no, 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 no. I trust this woman. The way she handled it, the way she talked to me, I knew she was professional. And I, to be sure, I flew out, I checked it all out, it was all legit. And I just, I just moved it. to LA. And LA, trust me, was the last city in the world that I ever thought I would live in. I just, I didn't ever, never thought I would come here. So it was like kind of kicking and screaming at first. I wanted to go because of the opportunity, but I was kind of kicking and screaming going, I don't know, I'm living in Europe at the time, right? So it's like, I want to be here, I love here. And then I moved to LA, it's like, oh, I don't even want to be here, you know? So did you did you actually go to actual school for yeah. acting? How sure. many years was it? I went to school probably for a year and a half, year, but after a while, a couple of the teachers, they left, that I, one of the teachers that I really liked, he was an acting, he was an actor, his name was Greg Malavy. And I really liked him and he left the school, went somewhere else. So eventually I went to follow him because I really liked his teaching. Uh, they weren't too happy with me at the school at the time. But that's when I parted my ways with that. And then I went on my own and did that. And then I started getting an agent and started going out and doing During stuff. this time, were you doing a modeling gig or uh, any kind of acting gig here and there? Yeah, I got a Fontaine agency. I was working as a model here in town, doing some commercials, doing some print work. But then my main focus was in acting because I was here to be an actor. Yeah. So I was doing tons of theater to start. I burned myself out doing tons of theater. I was doing everything. And then I said, okay, I need to get out and start doing some TV work. And I started Big doing stuff. some film stuff. Yeah. So then I started doing some TV and some commercial work. And then I started landing work on the soaps. And I started working on the soaps. I worked on, first it was Days of Our Lives. Then it was The Young and the Restless. And then it was, the bigger break was General Hospital. Uh, Mark Teschner. You, you were Dennis on... Yeah, General and General Hospital. Hospital. Yeah. Okay. So um, I got on that, and it was a great gig. I had a, it was a great time, and it was fun. And it's not like everyone thinks about the soaps, you know. I mean, everyone thinks, oh, it's glamour, it's fun. It's a lot of work. I mean, you could go there, literally have your script given to you days before, and you get there, and they change it that morning. And it's long. There are long days. I mean, you're there at six in the morning for call time. And you go to your room, and then you'll go to rehearse, you go back to your room, and then you finally shoot it later in the afternoon, and you're there in your room all day long. It's not glamorous, and then finally your show comes out two or three weeks later, you know, and you go yeah. on for, you know, days like this. It's not as glamorous as everyone thinks no, it could be. No, it's not. It's a lot they, of hard work. They see actors like, oh, it's so easy. And after I started doing a little bit of it, like, it's tough. It is really tough. And yeah. Speaking of that, I got a funny story. I went to do is for a commercial, and I thought it was only one page script. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Speaking role. I get there, and it cut off in the email. It was uh, eight page script. <laughs> so they give it to me, and they're like, oh yeah, here's our role. I had to leave one. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I practice it, and I it five minutes. I'm very good at memorizing things. What do you know? I did great at it, but. You never know what you're going to get yourself into. You don't. And I have a quick anecdote on that story, too. Is like I booked this job on a Friday afternoon for the Navy. And it was to be shot at Norton Air Force Base on Monday morning. Friday afternoon, they said, you got to get your script on Saturday. I picked up my script. And I swear to you, page after page after paragraph, oh. I freaked out. And not only paragraph, technical, highly technical mm. terms. 
I didn't sleep the whole weekend. I was so stressed out, so stressed out, so stressed out. I get there Monday morning. They sent me down to the barber to shoot it because it was going to be for the Navy. They cut my hair really short. They put me in the uniform. They go down there. They go, and I lo and behold, they tell me, no, 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 you don't need to memorize that. That was all voiceover. You oh. just wanted to know. I just, and then even the stuff I was supposed to memorize, I didn't even memorize because I was trying to memorize everything else. It would turn, it was a fiasco. A fiasco, I'm telling you. Oh my. Ask questions if you ever want to know. I just thought, okay, I got this part. I got to do it right. It's like, I've got to get all these parts. I didn't sleep the whole weekend. <laughs> paragraph after paragraph after terminology that even a major scientist. But even you look at scripts for like Hollywood, any big movies, even the actors, they don't go word for word. I mean, they kind of make their own. They they go off the script, but they ad lib too. Unless the write unless the writer is there, then they'll just like they want everything verbatim. Oh, you'll get some actors that will totally ad lib the whole thing, and I'm sure that's done more times than not. Is the bigger you go, they'll just like and they'll they'll like it, so they'll see it, and they'll go. The director will go with it. But if the writer's around, they get just really See, I, I noticed that for Wolf on Wall Street, because that was going to be my uh, my little, what do you call that? You're supposed to get your monologue. Mm -hmm. I was going to do the scene where he's giving the big motivational speech. He says the F word a lot, so I decided not to do it. Right. But from what the script and what he actually did word for word, it was, it was different. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I guess you can just kind of ad lib as you go. <laughs> They do. I mean, it's. I'm sure there's a lot of that. And but there's times, you know, you get all the thing is every movie you're on, every theater you're into, every commercial you do, you're working with a new set of personalities. And one director might be totally cool. The next will be like, no, no. I want it exactly Just like I see it. Totally. So from your experience and from all the big, I mean, you're connected to everybody in Hollywood. What? has been like what have you seen as being the way to break in Hollywood and actually become an actor how to make it in Hollywood what what do you do how the actors that actually make it what stands out for them well the first thing I'll tell them is do you really want to do this and I said if it's in your heart not because somebody said you're good-looking or somebody thought oh it'd be a passing fancy do you really want to do this because people don't understand what it entails it is very very hard to make it in Hollywood very difficult so, number one, do a self-inventory. Do you really want to do this? And if you've, the actors that I've worked with that really make it, they've been wanting to do this no matter how high water since they were kids. So that's what they do. Second of all, you have to do what everybody else, you just have to come to town and pound the pavement and you just have to be willing to work. People get the notion that they get a big agent, everything is set. That's when it just starts. Agents don't do anything. Managers will help you. You've got to self-promote yourself. You have to be so ambitious to get going and do these things. Like today, before you used to do auditions, 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 which they still do, but now you have to go to casting workshops. You have to pay casting directors to go in there to, just to be seen by somebody, just to try to get even a small part. You're running business day. as an actor. You are, you are running your own business. Exactly. People don't understand that's what it is. And you really have to work hard. And most actors do not want to do that because, first of all, there's all the rejection that's going to be there, yeah. number one. And second of all, you have to promote yourself and you have to get out there when there's really, time and time again, nothing is happening. There's like stretches of time where there's nothing happening. It's just like, you know, it's plateaus. You have to keep that momentum going. You have to keep, it's like running your own business. So I tell people, first of all, if you have it in your heart, then you'll keep doing it. Then you'll start seeing the little successes along the way. It'll be like, oh, I got this part here. I got this. 
Then you look back after six months, it's like, oh my God, I got these credits. And then after a year, it's like, oh, I got this. Then you start building confidence. And then you land the bigger agent. And then things start happening more. You know, I think it, a lot of people get into it. They get into the industry for the wrong reason. They want to get into really the fame and the glory and everything else. Wrong. But they don't really love to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, one that stands out, came to me, is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen, I mean, obviously some of his movies? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, when he got started, what was the, do you know the show he started? Prince of Bel-Air, right? Yes, there we go. He was so passionate and motivated, he remembered everybody's line. <laughs> and if you notice, in this documentary on it, anybody listening, you can look it on YouTube. They had to cut out some parts because he would, under his breath, you could see him saying the other person's line and oh, going wow. to his. Wow. That's how good he was. He was all in. And obviously, he's well known now. Sure. The thing is, you've got to want it bad. Otherwise, yeah. you're wasting your time. You've you got to do it because you love to do it, not just because of the money. I can tell immediately who is going to make it and who's not. I mean, it's, it's not that I sit there and say, oh, yes, I, you, if you come to Hollywood, you come through me. No. You can. The basic quality is openness. If you're not being, if you can't be open, you'll never, ever, 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 ever make it as a Holly, an actor in Hollywood. Because the reason is this: this is what people don't understand. It's a business. People are in it for money. Producers, directors, writers. It's all about the bottom line. Like in any business, it's all about the bottom line. They always think in terms of money. No director has the time to work with an actor to open them up. They want it ready made. They want the package already done. They want it done for them. They want it done. They want you to walk in and blow them away in an audition. Some people say, oh, just go in there and kind of do it. They'll see it. No. They want to know because they want to know that when you walk on that set, you're going to be so professional. It's one less thing they have to worry about because they have so many things going on. And confidence. I mean, I always say you got to be confident. If somebody comes in, I don't know how to do this and Never. that. Like, I'm the kind of guy when I go in a room, I'll be confident and say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I'm- Hey, I'm Brandon T. Adams, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But confidence is big, and the people that, that say, oh, I can't make it in Hollywood, I think it's they just they don't go through the hard times. They give up. It's a sad thing. They, they, they see failure, and they just stop right there. Mm-hmm. And look at all the big names. They've failed many times, but many eventually times. they got to that next level. Absolutely. So after doing the modeling, doing the acting, you had a business opportunity. It all started with a frustration. Basically, you saw yes. a problem. You yeah. wanted to get a great headshot. Yeah, I think every great business venture starts with you see a need that's in there that's not being fulfilled. At least in my case, it was like I worked with everybody in town because I was very zealous. I was like, I wanted it bad. I started working and I just wanted to, because when I do something, I go 110%. So I was doing everything. I was doing all this theater. I was doing TV and I was doing the modeling stuff. I was doing all this stuff, but it wasn't kind of like breaking through. And I know how important a picture was and nobody was getting to the kernel of who I was. No one really cared. It was all, all the same. No matter what studio I went to, it was all the same formula. Turn your head this way, look that way. Da, 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 da. So it was like, no, nobody is really getting inside me. And so bringing that quality out. So I just took some pictures of friends and they said, wow, David, I saw this. There's something in these photographs I've never seen in any other photographer's work. They told other friends, and they told other friends. And before I knew it, I was like getting to be one of the busiest photographers in Hollywood. And it's like, and I've started pushing it away. It's like, no, I'm an actor, I'm not a photographer, even though I love doing it. It kept getting busier and busier and busier and busier. And agents started sending me people, managers started sending me people, casting people. 
and before I knew it, it was just became a full-blown thing. And I realized it's a, and not only that, I loved doing it. It wasn't like, ugh, I got to do this. I loved helping people out and opening them up and bringing out their personalities. It was like a real gift. And if I could help someone go to the next level, it was very, very rewarding for me. So I've witnessed firsthand when we, the other day, you took photos of me and talking to me and the different techniques. And I've had probably, I don't know, five different people, actual professional photographers do photo shoots with me. Mm-hmm. And you have something unique, what you do. And obviously in the pictures, which I'll put these on the notes, it brings out the life, the reality, the actual, the person, who you are. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell the audience, what is it that you do that makes these photos so freaking great? Well, it's interesting. We touched on this before a little bit earlier. Two things. One of it is my insatiable curiosity. I love people and I love to know about people. And I figure that I learn every single day with each and every person. I never judge a person. I love for them to tell me their story and the, they feel that because I'm not judging them so they'll tell me more so that opens up their sort of energy channels. And second of all, and most importantly, my thing is my passion is really understanding it's the quality of the person, it's the experience of the person that makes up the person. It's not the shell that we look at, it's the energy that we feel. So I recognized that long ago that if I can unleash that energy within that person, I am going to unleash their talent. And that uniqueness, that stamp, that branding of who you are is going to jump off that page if you're just open and telling your life story. And all I have to do is allow you the environment to feel confident to be able to share that without judgment. And I've seen people blossom in front of my eyes. It's amazing, it's magical. And really, it's not really nothing I do. It's just my insatiable curiosity and my recognition of what's there in that person, that potential that I see or feel in that person. And you told me a story, and we met in Celebrity Launchpad, and we got to know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. And you talked about your story with Sean William Scott, and I, I bring his name up a lot with you <laughs> because it's Stifler. You mm-hmm. guys don't know what it is. Uh, American Pie, uh, he's on a lot of movies. He's funny, he's an awesome actor. Mm-hmm. So you took his photo, yes. and this is before he was big. And he was quite shy at the time, wasn't he? Very shy. He came to me. His manager actually sent him to me and said, David, can you do something with this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sean. (laughs) They said, "Uh, can you do something with him? He's not getting out. Nothing's happening. And I met him and immediately I could say, why aren't you getting out? This is my first reaction to people that eventually really make it. I feel something right off. I get a hit. And I could see something in him. And I just said, how come you're not getting out? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. And he had this humility about him. And it was real. It wasn't like phony. And so I said, first of all, he's a great looking guy. And so he had a great look to begin with, a model's look. And I just said, we have to be able to make you confident to bring that quality out more. So I worked with him on that level. And it's amazing what came across in his photo because immediately after that, that's when he landed American Pie and started working. And it's amazing if I just helped him recognize what he didn't see within himself. And it's that confident, that energy. Then others could see it. The thing about Hollywood, in any business, mind you, you have to spoon feed people. You have to know who you are. And you have to exude it because then people get it. If you cover it over, you're trying to have this false humility. Then people are just, you're doing yourself a disservice. 
you should be proud of who you are. You should be exuberant. Yeah. You shouldn't have this like, oh, I can't cheer you. This is what I tell a lot of people will say, you know, oh, I don't want to brag. Brag about yourself. Yeah. But do it in a way that's, you know, recognize also that you don't have to have a big head about it, but it's just like you have to know your gift and you, you know how you can confident. help other. Yeah. You, you can't have to be confident. Be confident. Sometimes people just need somebody like you to say, hey, you're really good. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And so Sean William Scott, who are some other big names that the listeners would know? I mean, you can go to your website and see them all. I, I looked at them earlier. I'm like, wow, you've met a lot of famous people. Dennis Quaid. Yes. Uh, Cindy Crawford. Who else? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, Alison Lohman, who is, she did White Oleander. Um, let's see. I mean, there's so, it's so funny. Who's the guy from uh, Dancing with the Wolves? Oh, yeah. Wes Studi. Wes Studi. He's an avatar. He's in everything. <laughs> and the funny thing is you didn't even know it when he came to do photos with you. You didn't know he was big. <laughs> no. I, yeah, he got a kick out of that. I was like, so, have you done anything? And he's like looking at me like, buddy, you don't know anything like this. Um, no, there is uh, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Jack Palance. Yeah. Ed Asner, I mean, you know Ed Asner from Mary Tyler Moore show a long time ago, but he was in uh, Lou Grant show. Um, there's all the soap stars. I've worked with a yeah. lot of the soap people. Uh, Renee Sofer, Renee Sofer, uh, a lot of a lot of these nighttime shows. Now that I think about it, right offhand, it's it's kind of hard to think about them. But well, yeah, over like seventy thousand. So seventy thousand actors. Yeah, Joe Walsh that I work with, singers, the people from the group. Yes. Trevor Rabin from the Groups, yes, Pink Floyd, um, just I mean, there's just a lot of people that uh, Herbie Hancock, uh, who is the greatest, really nicest guy. Um, uh, it's crazy. I mean, you could go and talk all day about all the big names you've had, and you've been lucky to have that experience too. Now, with all the work you've done, let's go in the details about what it takes to have a good photo and mistakes to avoid. So. First up, what would be the three mistakes to avoid if you're going to get a great headshot? Overthinking it, just going in there and trying to control a photo session. That's probably the number one thing. That's what I have to break people of doing. They'll sit there in front of the mirror and do all this stuff or whatever because that prevents you from being your spontaneous self. And all we want is that truth of the moment yeah. to be. So just trying to overly trying to control it. Um, second of all, you you. You have to know who you are, and if you don't know who you are, then you're you're just kind of lost. You're like a rudderless ship out there, just trying to just your energy is unfocused. It's just kind of all over yourself. You got to know what niche you fit in. Yeah, you really have to know. Yeah, it's really important to know who you are, sort of like that. And you have to know what you're not only who you are, but you have to know the market that you're also going to be selling yourself for. What are the categories that you're going to be right for? Most people don't know that. And it's crazy to me that you don't understand that. There's a language in Hollywood. And that language is, you know, again, how are you going to make me money? But how are you going to fit into these certain categories? There's all different categories. Are you the sexy type? Are you the intelligent type? Are you the quirky type? Are you the business type? Are you the mom type? Yeah. You have to know and you have to fit that into that kind and of thing. And not everybody does. I mean, they feel like they... They could be all of them. Well, they, eventually, you can get to that point where you can do different ones. Right. So, you've talked about why don't I make it big in Hollywood or go and do acting, which I I love to be on camera, obviously. Right. And it's fun. And my passion is entrepreneurship and inspiring people. If I was going to come to Hollywood, yes. What would, where would you see me for a niche? What would I be? 
definitely a young leading man. You know, first of all, you have a cup. Your 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 blue eyes is the first thing that we see about you. But more importantly, what I feel about you is you have this amazing bright energy. It's very, yes. it's very intelligent. That's very palpable. So I get that right away. So that's the energy that needs to come through. So I see you on two levels. And again, category wise, I think of it as number one. You have this great commercial Midwestern quality. Yeah. So you're definitely a down to earth, friendly, gregarious energy. So that has to be there. Could be the best friend. Could be the guy who walks in the room and lights up the room. That I mean, commercially, that's like huge. I mean, Ashton Kutcher came from Iowa. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no. So you have that sort of energy, that stamp of who you are. But second of all, leading man quality. So you can definitely have, you have to bring that sex appeal, that yep. using your blue eyes, that confidence coming through. So you can be the young Tom Cruise type kind the of authority. quality. Yeah, I've got called Tom Cruise. I, if I was going to be in a film, I'd want to be, obviously, as an entrepreneur, I always want to be in charge. I'd want to be the authority. Be Like I told you before, entrepreneur. I want to make it big in entrepreneurship. And then afterwards, maybe I'll get a couple films just like uh, some of the fighters get. It's funny how some of the movies out there, these guys are really good at fighting or they're good at whatever it is that they do and then they throw them into a movie and some of them can't even act. Well, you, but, know, <laughs> you know, with the whole thing with the tech, it's such a huge business now, right? Yes. So you would fit perfectly seamlessly into that young entrepreneur techie dude yeah. for commercially, for theatrical, a lot of the movies you know put a pair of glasses on you put a loose tie on you and it's like all of a just sudden like we did their day you, you fit right in that's a huge huge category and huge market and you know we we're talking about branding before your brand is everything and what i focus on is my brand 110 mm percent -hmm. about who i am and i am my number one product so the photos like you took of me jumping in the air with a tie i believe anybody whatever business it is they need to have a great photo because it can really portray their message. And like you said before, it's perception too. It's, it is, and this is the thing. Hollywood is packaging and marketing, right? Because that's when you get to the level of ICM and your endeavors, these big agencies, all they do is they just put together packaging. So that's what they think. So you have to start thinking, how do they think? What's their language? A lot of actors never do that. So you walk into town, you don't have the luxury of a big agent or a big manager no. or a publicist saying, okay, we're going to package you. So you have to start thinking of how I'm going to package myself because I have to start elevating my level of thought to what they're thinking. Actors don't do that. Or even in any business venture, you have to match them because then they're going to see, oh, I speak your language. Now we're going to get along. You have to always think of others and most people don't do that. I've always had the ability to get inside other people's head and see what that is. So then we make that connection. Without that connection, there's nothing. There's nothing. Everything is relationship. Everything is. is relationship. People want to like you. People want to trust you. Even people going to movies or sitting and watching your TV show every night. It's a relationship. They want to turn on the TV at 9 o'clock at night going, oh, I want to see so-and-so because I like that person. You have to be likable. You isn't, have to have Isn't it crazy the relationships like fans they they get with that actor because they watch them on TV and they don't even meet these people, but they grow up with them and they see them on TV and they become emotionally attached to them. Yes. And as an actor, that's got to be a crazy feeling because you have all these millions of people. Oh wow! I want your autograph. Everything else, the spotlight, and it kills some people. You see it too. It it. 
the spotlight gets to them and they can't handle it. And I can't think of the guy's name right now. Famous actor. He was on Transformers. And he couldn't handle it. And he just went. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He just. Do you want to light on that? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I see it from the very beginning. Somebody getting off the bus from Iowa or somebody just getting off the plane yeah. from, you know, sort of Massachusetts. I can't think of it. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm trying to th- I just like the tip of my tongue. I know yeah, what you're he, talking about. And he did and he did the Wall Street. He did the last Wall Street. Yeah, movie. he was in holes, he was in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Transformers yeah. and then it just drive us crazy. And now there's a video on YouTube where he does it's really weird. It's him clapping and nobody's there. And it made it, it went viral, but it's just so awkward. Yes. So yeah. so and it is true that you get in there and I've seen people come in right off the bus. And after they make it, then they're surrounded by this whole illusionary thing of Hollywood. Managers, agents, publicists, and it's like you can't reach them anymore. People that I've known that were just hanging out like we are today, I could never do that anymore because you can't get through to them. You have to get through to their agent first. And it's crazy, but they create this sort of illusion just so people can look up to them and think it's something really special. But it's not the people. Yeah. But it's now all of a sudden they're transformed. Speaking of transformers, they're transformed into something a celebrity. You know, it's it's a whole different world. It's a weird it's a kind of a weird thing. So the past twenty seven years twenty seven years you've been a photographer, correct? Yes. So what would be kind of a summary out of everything you've done, what are the things you've learned in this industry when it comes to photos, acting, everything? What have you learned, the things that come to your mind the most? Well, acting as well as life. You know, I mean, I, I am an entertainment business, but I work with people from all over the world and from all walks of life. I work with lawyers, doctors, yeah. everybody, because I, I do web pages and everything. What I learned from it is that you have to, number one, follow your heart. Number two, you have to learn to be open and you have to set your own, blaze your own path. You're the one, you have to take responsibility for your life. You can't sit and blame, oh, my girlfriend when I was 10 or, you know, my father, he was like this. You have to literally, at some point, you have to get a hold of yourself and say, what is it that I really want out of this life? And if once you make that decision, then you have to just do everything in your power to do it. But not only shoot, I, mean, I see people make the mistaken notion they want to go from A to Z overnight. You have to do the steps in between because that's, you have to build a foundation. Without a foundation, it's going to crumble and fall. That's why you get a lot of the celebrities that you were talking about that you know they can't take it, they can't handle it, because you have to have that foundation. Like your Robert Duvall's actors that have been doing it for years and years and years, they've done theater, they've done B films or whatever, they can handle the big films and all the celebrity status when they yeah. get to it, because then they can see for what it, what it is. But you, you, um, you have to really build a foundation and do it because you love doing it not because of what you have that's to get out of it life, that's why i say business. it's life it's anything they're all the same everything mixes everything it's not just because it's entertainment acting is because you get that bump because it's always entertainment and you get all that publicity but even as entertainers even as actors you have to have a ground you have to be grounded or else life will just quickly wash you you, you won't stay in this business very long so what would be uh, before i go to ask you a couple questions about yourself what would be some things to look for if somebody out there, for one, if they're going to be picking an agent for acting, mm-hmm. and for two, for picking somebody for doing their photography, what are the things to look for to make sure you don't get the wrong person? 
okay, first follow your gut. You know, if it feels right, you got to feel comfortable with your photographer. I always tell yes. that to everybody. Always feel comfortable because if you don't feel comfortable, you'll never open up. You'll just go through a typical photo session that's not going to get you the, really the goal. Yeah. Um, as far as an agency, somebody who is on the same page and is really excited about you. And you do that by walking in prepared. Because I also help out a lot of people, prepare them to going in to see um, agents. Yes, if you get a major role in a movie and walk in to see an agent they're going to love you because they've got something to to market you with exactly but if you don't have that which a lot of agents actors don't have you have to be enthusiastic and walk in and you have to make that connection with them so so you really start building a team together they have to you have to make sure that they're excited about you but um as for yourself you have to find a photographer first of all you look at the quality of the work and that you really get along Make sure they don't have an ego because then you're not going to trust to be yourself. Yeah. And if they guarantee their work, a lot of people say they do and then they don't, unfortunately. But the quality of the work, and don't be afraid to ask questions. If they don't want to ask questions, if they don't want to answer your questions or if they can't be bothered, they're not the right person for you. And they should be able to answer every one of your questions to your liking because if not, then you're not on that same wavelength. You're on yeah. the same page. Do your work beforehand. Don't assume that they know everything. You got to do a lot of homework before you go into anything. Yes. So, I'm fascinated. We're sitting in a room here at your house, and I'm surrounded by paintings. <laughs> that awesome Who's paintings. That yeah, surrounded by paintings. What got you fascinated about doing paintings? Um, like anything in life, it was just sort of a talent that I thought I had, so I started doing it. I started working on little paintings. And then I said to myself, like I did with everything, I'm self-taught with photography, I'm self-taught with writing, yeah. and I'm self-taught now with painting. What would a painter do? I imagine, what does a painter do? And the first answer, the obvious one, was he paints. So I said, okay, i got to go buy paints. I never <laughs> went to school for it. I never wanted to go to school for it. I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. i got to figure this out for myself. I bought some paints. I started doing it. I thought I liked it. I found out it, people started remarking on it, so I started painting more. And then yeah. this is what happened. People saw it and go, wow, you're a painter. I affirmed it. Yes, I'm a painter. People started coming in. Oh, do you start selling your paintings? Yes. I you selling. And I kept painting and painting, and it just it drove itself. I got more confident because I did it. Most painters that I talk to that aren't painters, they have the talent, but they don't do it. You have to do whatever you love because it's the only way to get confident. So this, this Every is day. your hobby, but yet you're still you're selling. Something. Every day. I'm selling a lot. I've sold tons of paintings. I've done a lot of shows. And it is a hobby, And but... Again, it's just something that it's kind of part of my nature. I just think yeah. that if you do something, you love it, you just do it and you just give it to the world. And I love it because people buy my paintings and they say, David, I have your painting and it means something. It has an energy in my house that really brings up. Let's, that's why I do it. That's why, it's that's just why I love like doing the it. people you take photos of. I mean, same bring thing, out yeah. the energy. Yeah, it's the same thing. The same mm -hmm. way why I write. You know, I write because I'm working on a book now. Yeah. And because I believe that we come to this world, and I don't want to get too metaphysical or get too crazy, because but it's really, I talk common sense. The thing is, you're here for a reason. If you're not pursuing what you do, you're never going to be happy. We all have a gift. It's there. You just need to take the time to explore. You have to self, you have to look at yourself. Sometimes we're so distracted with life we get so caught up in stuff that we forget that, you know, it really, everything starts from within ourselves. I've always put that focus back on myself. I've always taken the time to do that. That's why I have extra energy to put into what I love to do. So everything I've done, I've been self-taught. I'm not, not much of a rebel to do that. But, you know, you just do it. I believe that 
we have a potential and we're not going to be happy unless we do it. No, that's, that's so true. And then every show I say, you got to do something great and become unforgettable because life's too short not to. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, we all have a gift. The problem is not everybody uses that gift. It's sad. Most people, you're using your gift, but people have a gift. They can do great things. They just are afraid. Uh, I don't want people tell them they can't do it. Mm-hmm. They don't. And I hate seeing that. It's so sad. Because why? Why would you live life doing something that you don't like and being miserable? Fear. Fear. Like you said. Fear. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. And obviously, we've mastered that. Sitting in a room here with your paintings, you have photos, you, you've been successful, and you love it. And, another and that's thing, what makes people stand out. And another thing that comes mm-hmm. to mind when you say that, I love falling on my face. I'm not afraid to fail. And this is where a lot of pe- a lot of great painters, a lot of great um, uh, uh, actors, a lot of great writers, nothing will ever get off the ground because it's never good enough. We're, life is a work in progress. Yeah, it it's is. Nothing at the, it's not the final end-all, be-all. That's the perfected mind thinks it's got to be perfect. Perfect is what comes from your heart. That's perfect. When you are in the moment and expressing it, that's perfect. Do not be afraid to fail. And people think, oh my God, if I fail, I'm a failure. There's no, you're a failure if you don't, if you don't Fa- do what you love to do. Failure is stepping stone towards your success. And I, I try to nonstop do stuff and fail because you learn from that. You Absolutely. get better. Absolutely. If you're not failing, you're not making any decisions. That's right. It's, it's sad. I mean, that's why I said don't fear anything. And uh, everybody out there, go after your dreams. I mean, obviously you're living proof. I'm living proof. We're doing what we love. And the best part is enjoy the journey. Don't get caught up. Uh, yes, you have your end goal, but enjoy the journey. <laughs> because you might die tomorrow, and then you're not going to get to your end goal. We don't know. It's life. Yeah, you create that space in your life. Because I think part of life is we get so caught up in what we're supposed to do, and we get crazy, crazy, crazy. And all of a sudden, we look back, and life is like, where did life go? And you hear this from everybody. Time seems to be speeding oh, up these days, right? yes. I try to kind of work against that and try to create more space in my life and give myself the time to be able to do that. I'm fortunate that I can set my own schedule to do that, but we can all set a time in our day where we're good to ourselves and good to looking at ourselves to be able to, because all our answers are within ourselves. Look at Einstein. Where did Einstein get the theory of relativity? He would say, he would sit back on his couch and just sort of surrender to the universe and allow it to come to him. All great athletes, they let the game slow down and come to them let it come to you and if you're so busy going and not getting that time just to kind of open space because in space in the ether is where all our answers lie everything is out there we just need to tap into it and it just comes to us that that's way. so great i mean like you said you got to give yourself space sometimes when you're going non-stop take a break and kind of it's a balance it's i mean balance. you have to go you have to put it out there and you have to do it there are people that say oh i, I I'll just wish for it to happen. That's just wishful thinking. That, that's mind stuff that never goes anywhere. Life is a balance. There's activity and there's rest. We, we, we go during the day, we sleep at night. There's the daylight, there's, there's the nighttime. There's the, everything is duality. There's nothing in the universe that's not polaric. So there's always a play of opposites that are going on. So yes, you have to be busy, but you have to have time to reflect and rest. Because if not... It just then you're not having that time to really understand who you are and what you're giving, what your gift is. And it's there. That potential is always there. 
we are, David, we're so alike, and, you know, we could talk forever, because after talking, I knew we were alike before, but now I, it's yeah. like you're speaking my language in your words. There it is. It's, it's, it's true. crazy. But before we go, just tell me, where can people find you if they want to have photo shoot done by you? Where can they find you for your work? Uh, well, primarily, go to my website. And yep. that's www.davidlaporte.com. And that's David Laporte, L-A-P-O-R-T-E dot com. Um, you could also, I have Instagram, which is David Laporte Studio. Um, you have my Facebook page, which is David Laporte. Um, and then I have David Laporte Studio on that. I have two pages on that. They can reach me at my Gmail account, which is uh, David Laporte Photos, P-H-O-T-O-S. It's a plural, David Laporte Photos at gmail.com. Or they can phone me. There's two phone numbers. My studio number is 310-575-3130, 310-575-3130, or my cell phone number, 310-452-4053. They can call me with any question, anything. I love to help people, inspire anybody. Nobody can't say they don't have a reason to contact him. That's you right. You gave it all out right I did. I'm there. I'm just there for everybody all the time. And do people do call, and I love to help people break into Hollywood. Or just break into and pursue the dream because you can do it. There's nothing holding you back but yourself. There's no external force out there in the universe that can hold you back. The greatest enemy is only yourself. And we've heard that a thousand million times before, but it is the truth. So when's your book coming out? My book will be coming out. Yeah, I've been working on my book. It's coming out in the fall. Um, And I've I've been working on it for a while. But it's all starting to, it's on a fast track because I have so many things going on with photography and painting. Now it's on a fast track. I really want to get it out there because I want to start on a speaking tour. and Because the thing is, I want to get out there and help people to really pursue the dreams. Exactly. So if you're, we'll end on this note. If you were to die tomorrow, and if you'd want to leave a quote or something behind, what would you say to anybody out there, a young entrepreneur that is struggling or somebody that's doing their job and they want to go create something great in life, what would you leave for them? What would you say? <laughs> something corny is like, you know what? If you don't do it this life, you're going to have to do it next and you're going to have to keep coming back to do it. So find your love and do it now and always pursue what you love. And again, it can't be overstated. Listen to your heart and all the answers. We're all being directed, all being directed. Our guide is our intuition. And that is always laying it. Create more space in your mind and just stop to listen. Take a few minutes a day. Just be quiet and listen. There's always the noise of our thoughts and our fears that are trying to get in the way of that. But underneath it, there is that voice and that steady voice that's always telling you. And you know it by what you love because at the soul level, at the intuition level, it's our pure feeling. You know it and how it feels. And when you do what you feel, you know you're on the right track. That's great advice. Hey, David, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, really my pleasure. It. Anybody out there, listen to what he's got to say. I mean, he's preaching what I preach in a whole new way. He's got a lot of good advice. So, you know what time it is? It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with David Laporte. I had a lot of fun. We went over some good stuff. And honestly, if you are out there and you want to become an actor or a model, 
he is the guy to call. Not only can he give you tips and advice, he's lived it, but also he can give you some great photos to use to market yourself. And even if you don't want to be an actor or model, and you just want to brand your business. I am big on my brand, and obviously if you're following me on social media, you can see all the photos that I post. I am my number one product, and if you're going to be the number one product, you have to have great photos. And if you look on BrandonTAdams.com, check out the notes there for this podcast show. You can see some of the photos that he took of me and my girlfriend, and wow, it, it is amazing what he does with his work. He's, he's honestly the best in Hollywood. So check out that stuff. And also, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. You get free content every week. I mean, what more can you ask for? Not only do you get free content, but once you sign up, you give my, I give you my free exclusive audio of my tips on success for crowdfunding. So check all that stuff out. And if you haven't done so already, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star and a review. If you love this show, let others know about it because the more people that know about this show, the more people we can inspire and the bigger impact we can make on this earth. And that is what the sole purpose of this show is. So I appreciate you. I love you. I honestly, without you, I would not be here. You are everything to me and I'm giving this stuff to you. And if you guys have any other ideas on shows or any kind of content, send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com. So that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody.